please turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. I'm giving you this scripture at the beginning of this episode because this particular scripture is going to tell you how to fight against the thoughts that could be coming against you today. And I'm praying that through this episode that you are encouraged, that you learn something, but also that the Holy Spirit ministers to you personally through me and Alex. Now, since we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and proceed. Okay, y'all, we're back again for another episode. I was just so excited. I'm so excited, y'all. Welcome again to Feelings, the series. We are now at part seven, episode nine. And I'm just going to let you know, this is going to be the last episode of this season. But, you know, don't be upset. Don't, don't, don't get all cranky or nothing. The Lord's got other stuff in um, in place. So we're, we're just going to flow with him and we're going to see what he has placed on me to put out next now this episode is so special um we're actually going to be talking about sadness today just feeling sad feeling sadness um and i have a special guest this episode um it's going to be my sis alex king um and this is it's so funny because this topic that we're going to actually be speaking about something that we was actually speaking about on our road trip from North Carolina months ago. <laughs> um, and the Lord brought it up to my memory. He was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get on that like right now. I was like, all right, cool. So my sis Alex King here, sis, you can introduce yourself to the people. Hi everybody, uh, I'm Alex. Uh, I know Destiny through a same Bible, uh, Bible study group that we're both a part of. Uh, and I'm excited to be able to be on here and just share uh, some things that God has revealed to me through my relationship with him and just have a discussion with destiny and with you guys. Yeah, I'm so excited. Okay. Let me not be extra. Um, so yes. So, um, we we're very excited about this, you guys. And y'all know, usually before I even get started, I want to go ahead and pray. Um, you know, prayer is, is, is so needed. Um, especially with um, doing these type of things. It seems very easy, but um, I wish I could say that it is, but it's not. It's, it's definitely not, but um, we're going to just go ahead and pray to the Lord, and we're going to ask Him to just have His way, um, and we're going to just see what he, what, he, what, what he wants to get out of us um, onto you guys and what He wants to give to you as well. So, Let's go ahead and pray, you guys. If you're driving, keep your eyes open, but pray along as well, okay? So, Father, we just come before you right now, Lord, and we just want to say thank you, Lord. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. Lord, we thank you for this episode, Lord, the last episode of this season, Father. Lord God, we just continue to just ask for you to have your way. Have your way throughout everything that me and Alex speak, Lord. Whatever it is that you want to bring to the surface, Lord, we ask that you will bring it to our remembrance. Lord God, whatever you want to do, we just tell you to have your way. We just continue to move ourselves out of the way, Lord God, and 
that your Holy Spirit will continue to rise up within us and just just do what you do best, Lord God. It's your show. It's about you. It's more importantly, it is also about your people. Father God, whoever is in need of this message and whoever is in need of this word, of this encouragement, Lord God, I pray that it is something that will stick with them, Lord God, until they get it down packed, Lord God. Not just what sadness is, Lord, but how to even use the word of God and to be able to place it into their lives, God. So we just thank you. We thank you for deliverance, Lord. We thank you for a transformation in people's minds, Lord. And we just thank you for even changing the perspectives, Father God, as we will be able to see these different emotions in a heavenly perspective, Lord, and not from a fleshly perspective, Father. We just thank you for my sister Alex here, Lord, that your words will continue to even flow through her, Lord God, as she speaks on her experiences, Lord. And we just pray that someone will be able to get delivered through this episode. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I like that, that someone will get delivered through this episode. I, I come and agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes, girl. We we are in so much expectation. Like, I don't take these things lightly. Like, I really don't because other people are in need. Like, for real. Like, I don't. I don't believe Alex for real that um, we go through these things just to go through them. Like, yeah. Like, I, I truly believe that we go through these things so that once you know we get to the other side, then we'll be able to help somebody else that was in the same position that we were and we can help them out of it absolutely i always tell people because usually in church like when you think of the word testimony a lot of people think of what your story before you got saved was and while it's part of it i always joke around with people and i'm like man all the interesting stuff happened after i got saved i have <laughs> testimonies every day of things that happen and that it reveals to me it's what we do currently right exactly exactly it, it it just adds on it just adds on it just gets better and better mm-hmm. um so that's great like i'm so excited so y'all we're we're going to be talking about sadness and um i already told you how this idea came along i mean if i tell y'all me and alex bruh i swear <laughs> that could have been a whole podcast since you remember like i know it's like the like holy spirit hour conversation girl I just remember being hot like I was just like Lord Jesus I should have recorded this because it was so good (laughs) it was so it was so good Um, but for this time being we're not going to be talking for five hours so everybody can calm down (laughs) Um, but we're definitely going to go ahead and get into it I'm going to first give just like a um definition and i usually just go by the things that kind of just point out to me um so when it comes to sadness i got the quality of being sad um another word for it would be sorrowful and there's also um another phrase well not really a phrase for it but it, it brought up depression so out of all these words i got um sorrowful now sorrowful's definition is a deep distress um and it's caused by loss or disappointments so when it comes to these um different definitions alex like what when what what was a time that you've experienced this type of sadness to where you were probably indicating that it was probably depression or um you were just having a hard time in your life like um what, what was an experience that you've had with this? Yeah, so it's both from sorrowfulness and depression. Like I kind of, the roughest times in my life were where I was kind of feeling both. Uh, but the 
biggest chunk of time, I'll say, was mm-hmm. when I was, because I struggled on and off <laughs> with depression. After rewind, I struggled on and off with depression. Well, not even off, just like not as bad of times and then it getting worse from as young as six years old till I was 16. And it wasn't as bad when I was like younger because, you know, there were ups and downs of different things. But probably when I was in middle school, 13 or 14 maybe is when it got the worst. Uh, and it was just like a constant all day, every day until I was 16 until the Lord freed me from it. Mm-hmm. Man, from six to sixteen, like they diagnosed you? No, it was never diagnosed. Uh, uh-huh. My solution to my feelings back then was to just not talk about it, because mm-hmm. people in my family, like I was a pastor's kid, uh, and a pastor's grandkid, and a pastor's niece, and like everyone in my family was in ministry, uh, or at mm-hmm. least went to church. Expectation was oh, but you're a pastor's kid. You can't struggle with those things and you can't deal with these things. And while we did go to church and while I was labeled a pastor's kid, our home life wasn't what was going on on Sundays. We put on a nice act for everyone on Sundays. So it was very much a, you kind of keep your feelings to yourself and you kind of keep what's going on in the house. And if anyone ever asked, like every, ignore the problems. So I was never diagnosed with it, but looking back once I got out of those things I realized it was depression wow okay man that's a whole story within itself we might have to do another episode (laughs) no that's that's really good um I know for me I didn't know what it was but it didn't start for me till till my teen years so I mean I was like probably like 12 or 13 um and in my household, because it was just my mother at the at the time, she's my mother's very strong. So she, you know, you didn't really see her cry. Um, she was always tough, you know. And I just, I mean, I never knew anything about shedding tears. So what was the point of being sad about something, you know? And yeah, that 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 didn't go well because the more I held those things in, the more I wanted to explode, literally. Um, until I got around um, a couple of people and then I was able to find what I thought was a source for this sadness or for this depression and feeling down thing um, that I was dealing with. And at the time it was drugs and at the time it was, it was drinking and I thought it was something that would be able to help me. But then I realized as many times as I ran to it, that it was so temporary. <laughs> mm-hmm so temporary um and we're and we're sharing these we're sharing this this um experience with you all because it's important to let you guys know that if you're dealing with this you are not by yourself (laughs) like we we are experiencing that we we will we have experienced the same thing and um things like this when it comes to depression needs to be talked about more than it does for sure mm-hmm. um but what why do you why do you think that is though alex like because you was talking about how you know sometimes you know there could be a show that's put on on sundays and then you know throughout the week it's just miserable like why why do you why do you think that it goes that way sometimes Oh, wow, what a loaded question. 
Um, I'm not sure what it's like for everybody, but I know in my case, in my situation, uh, a lot of it's because it's what's like taught and what's expected. Like growing up in church, uh, we'd go to church and stuff and people would, you know, give you the whole spiel of how, you know, depression's not from the Lord. That's not what he wants for you. But then no one talks about actually how to deal with it. Um, and then people put on a show because, oh, if you're experiencing those things and you're not acting like, and I'm doing air quotes, that, but you can't see it. <laughs> if you're not acting like you're supposed to be, in quotations, uh, then something's wrong with you. Then some people will go as far as to say you're not a Christian or various different things. So we put on an act to kind of try to fit in when in reality, most people in a church, in any given typical church, are not like what they seem to be and not where they not where the standard is set mm. that's really good that that actually makes me think about um this other idea that i've that the lord had recently given me um concerning the next the next series and it's actually going to be about the people that that are in the church house right but they're dealing with things you know they're dealing with pornography they're dealing with masturbation they're dealing and i thought this was going to be it's going to be very touchy (laughs) very touchy um but i think it's necessary because that is the problem we can be dealing with these things and a lot of people get you know kind of pushed to the side and they kind of just feel like they don't belong to the rest of everybody else because nobody's really being for real about what they're dealing with yeah yeah nobody wants to talk about but yet everyone also uh, needs to get over it. But how do you get over it if no one's ever told you? Right. Right. Oh, yeah. That's going to be real good. I'm going to have to get you on that one, too. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good series. I'm excited for it. Oh, yes, girl. Ooh, I might have to have a whole another month just to prepare or something. Okay. <laughs> Amen. So, okay, the next question is, when it comes to this um, sadness and this depression that you were experiencing, um, what did you learn from it? Or do you remember, like, learning anything about yourself or about the Lord or just anything? Yeah, I, when I was in it, I definitely did not realize the lessons I was being taught. It was not till I got out of it and Lord kind of, like, would reveal to me oh back when you thought this thing or felt this thing uh like equate that to this scripture like this is how you like deal with things or various different things that he would teach me through it but it was more like a looking back type of thing because during it i just like was not in a place i believed god was real i believed that jesus was real and all this but like i didn't have a relationship with him because i was just going through all my own stuff and in my head not even in my head. I would just outright pray it sometimes. <laughs> I would say things like, God, I know you love me, but if there's ever a but to anyone who's listening, if there's ever a but after a statement you make, it means you don't really believe the statement that you just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> FYI. Like, and it's not that you can't like know it's a fact, but to truly believe something is to know that it's a fact. So I knew scripturally, it says, that God loves me and Jesus loves me but I didn't know it for myself because I didn't really know him so I would say God I know you love me but if you you should like change how my family treats me or you should change 
uh, all these things going on in my life. You would like not let people bully me. You would do this, that, and the third. You would heal all these people I care about. Like anytime I had an issue going on in my life, I was like, oh, if you really loved me, you would do these things for me <laughs> to like solve all my problems. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just like statements like those don't really make it through the ceiling. <laughs> I want to say that mm-hmm. as nice as possible, but like these ultimatum prayers that we think God has to answer. I've met people where like when they weren't saved, they made an ultimatum statement and to prove a point, God like answered or whatever. How wouldn't set that as the standard for everybody because what I realized later is that when we if God answers those ultimatum prayers every single time what he does is he sets us up to think that we're never our own problem that it's always something else or somebody else that's the issue and never that it's never an inward issue which Mm -hmm. with my depression and with the sorrow that I felt a lot of times it was an inward issue because it was me holding on to things and not letting go of things that the Lord had already told me to let go of, but I was refusing to. However, we're never told that when we're going through it, especially mm-hmm. for those of us who did grow up in church. I know for people who didn't grow up different, but in my case, growing up in church, when you're never told how to do those things, and it's just words on a paper, like, it's crazy. <laughs> so, mm. so that was, so that was really one of the major lessons I learned, going back to your question, of once I got out of it, I realized that the way I was praying was coming from, like, selfish motives, and, like, was what he was calling me towards, like, He wanted me to come to him and like, and surrender, basically. He wanted me to surrender and to like deal with these things rather than push them off or blame them on somebody else. And I wasn't doing that. And that was like a big lesson that I learned after coming out of it was the fastest way to deal with these issues is to just go to him about it and deal with them (laughs) and not push, put it off. No, that's so true. That's so true. Because um, I always go back to thinking that we were never designed to hold as much stuff that we be holding in. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder why we go crazy because we were just not designed that way. We were we were not designed to hold in all of these emotions and these feelings. I know how I am when I'm I, when I'm overwhelmed with emotion. I'm like, okay, now Lord, like you okay can you can you do something like what 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 do i gotta do for this to stop you know uh but he he allows those things purposely because he wants us to depend on him he wants us to go to him um and it'll just make it all easier it'll make it all easier you know and i i can definitely relate to that story because most of the time when we're going through something we're so in it that we're not going to be able to see you know what we're learning some of the time um some of the time but that's that's really good that's really good now this last question is gonna be real good you ready yeah okay so this one is um so how did you fight against this depression or this sadness (laughs) 
<laughs> so, once I came to the learn, decided that, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to follow you, God, because what ended up happening was uh, at the, like, height of my depression, I was, like, very suicidal. And then one day, I finally just, like, okay, couple <laughs> for like probably like a year I would like pray every night leading up to when I finally like surrendered to God I would pray every night like I would ask God why everyone else is a problem you know <laughs> why if you loved me you wouldn't put me in the situations you put me in and so on and so forth all these bad things wouldn't happen to me and I would just like pray to him every night Lord change these people or I'm just gonna be done with it and blah 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 so finally one night I was just kind of had enough. I hadn't actively planned out a suicide, but like I knew how I would do it if I ever got to that point. And so finally I was kind of at that point to where I was like, okay, tomorrow is going to be the day if like there isn't a change. And so I just kind of cried out to God that night. And I was like, Lord, I'm so tired. and I just can't keep doing this anymore change me or take me home because I don't want to do this and so I continued to cry or whatever that night like I always did <laughs> and then uh and then the next morning uh it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders which I'm aware a lot of people are probably like oh whatever because that's how I was I would hear testimonies of people being like oh it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders and I just felt so free and blah 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 block and I always thought that was like metaphor I didn't think that was like a real thing <laughs> until it happened to me so it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders and the depression was gone the anxiety however was still there that I had um and uh something the Lord showed me and told me that day because I woke up realized like the weight was off my shoulders started crying happy tears <laughs> and he was like I'm going to show you how to stand up against the enemy because just because I get rid of the issue doesn't mean he's not going to still try to come back. And so something that I learned in dealing with the anxiety and in dealing with the depression trying to come back was um, A, to read scriptures um, over myself pertaining to uh, fighting back against these thoughts and stuff. Uh, what scripture is it? Second Corinthians. It talks about uh, how we're to take every thought captive um, and everything that doesn't exalt itself to, uh, to the true knowledge of God. And so, something that I realized was that I needed to a realize that not every thought comes <laughs> and those thoughts telling me to kill myself are probably not from God. Uh, because another thing I had realized um, was that there's like three voices in your head at any given time. Yours, God's, and the enemy. And so I finally realized, okay, if I don't, because by that point I didn't want to kill myself anymore. I was like, if I don't want to kill myself and God doesn't want to kill me, then these thoughts that are coming can't possibly be from either of us. Because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Christians get stuck in the trap of if they think it, it must be because something is wrong with them. Because that's kind of what we're taught is if you're having these thoughts it means that something's wrong with you and you need to get right and so on and so forth but sometimes it's just an attack from the enemy 
to see if you're going to fall into that and get wrapped up in it. And so, and that goes for anything, not just depression and being suicidal. That goes for anxious thoughts and having anxiety. That goes for having lustful thoughts and adultery and all these different things. It starts in the mind first and you have thought first. And then you have the choice to either listen to it or to combat it. And so, like the scriptures, there's one in Romans and there's one in Second Corinthians that talk about taking a... Uh, taking our thoughts captive and fighting back against these things. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would fight back against them. I would be like, nope, this thought isn't mine. I'm casting it down. I'm not going to dwell on it because it's not from you, God. And then I would just thank him that that's no longer the person I am, that he has made me new. I would speak like different scriptures over myself because um, the Bible throughout says things like how he loves us, that he is turning us into a new creation, that we are to put off the flesh and put on the spirit. So I'd just be like, thank you, God, that you've given me a new spirit and a new body that want new things that are pertaining to you. I'm not going to give in to those things. I thank you that you've freed me from that. That's no longer who I have to live as and live under. I can be who you've called me to be. And I thank you for sending your son to make that possible. And I would just speak these things over and over again. Uh, I would find new verses to like implement as well. But I just speak scripture over me and just proclaim it. Even if I didn't think or feel it in the moment, I would still proclaim what I knew his word said to be true. And then as I kept doing that, it would get easier. Well, not it's not that they necessarily get easier. It's not like all of a sudden like stuff doesn't happen. But it's just those voices are like quieter. Like they don't seem as daunting. Mm-mm. That's good. No, that's really good. No, that makes sense. So, y'all, that the scripture she was speaking about is in Second Corinthians ten five, um, and it says, "Yeah, no problem." <laughs> it says that we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And how she was basically speaking about fighting against it—that's that's that's the that that would be the most perfect way to explain it it all these things that we tend to feel um starts in our mind and we have the option to submit to it or we can resist it um i wish i would have got that scripture but there's also a scripture that speaks about that submit to god and resist the devil and he will flee if we know the word enough and we submit to know okay this is not god at all i'm going to resist what it's telling me and i'm going to submit to god instead because i know that his word is true and i know that he's loving i know that he's going to restore me and i know that he's going to deliver me um so that's really good that's really good i know for me um it's basically the same thing and that's something that i don't think that any any of us is going to come to like the finish line and learning um it's just kind of like the lord will continue to just give us new strategies um on on how to fight back on it um now his word still stands to this day so the day that you know alice gave her life over to the lord the day that i gave my life over to the lord this scripture still stands and it still works to this day um so like for anyone that just don't think that the word is like beneficial or that it, it doesn't do anything i'm telling you i'm 
telling you there's a reason why you're not getting that thing because it's powerful it's just that powerful it will expose you it'll tell you about yourself okay uh you'll be going in there looking like you're trying to find um like a like a uh, you'll try to find a a solution to a problem and then the word mess around tell you that you are the problem <laughs> and it's, it's 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 just that good though honestly and i i'm so grateful for the lord i'm so grateful for the word because man it's it's literally the blueprint mm-hmm. it is literally the blueprint to our lives and more than anything if you want to succeed in this life and you want to be, really be who the lord has called for you to be you have to get in that word like you you have to saturate yourself in it um because it's 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 going to definitely move some mountains it's definitely going to move some mountains for you so i just want to clarify <laughs> a little bit uh your point because we're both mm-hmm. saying it but just in case people don't know what we mean i just want to mm-hmm. clarify that when we say that we are the problem or that you're the problem of our own lives and it's not anyone else's the problem what I mean, we're not saying that things that happened to you like didn't happen or like are invalid. Like stuff right. did happen in my life to where it was valid. Like, from a worldly perspective, people would tell me all the time that weren't saved, oh, it's okay for you to feel the way you feel and think the way you think because of X, Y, Z. Like my mom was abusive. My dad was in drugs and alcohol. I like only saw him like half of the time. The other half of the time he was like out on binges. Like, I had the excuses to be like, oh, yeah, like, everyone else is the problem. But what I came to understand, and I heard a really good sermon about this uh, one time. What I came to understand is uh, that, like I said, God's not going to let us think that everyone else is the problem when it's something we need to deal with internally. Because when I came to the Lord, and stuff when I was 16 and gave my life to him and was like, I'm going to live for you. And the depression was gone and all that. I was riding on a really good high of, Oh God just did something so great in my life and blah, 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 blah. And I'm feeling so great. And I'm going to give my life to you and I'm going to live for you. And he said, okay, forgive your mother. And I said, "Ah." (laughs) like, sure. I forgive her, but I didn't mean it. And so like a year went by, I was like about to turn 17 and, God tells me again, forgive your mother. And I was like, God, I already did that. And he said, no, you don't. And it shows in the way that you treat her. And I was like, okay, God, but she did this, that, and the third to me. And this this is all the stuff that's happened and so on and so forth. And what he said to me, I have, I've never heard God talk audibly, but this was the closest thing to it. Because, like, other people were in the room and they also they didn't hear it. But it felt like he was, like, audibly speaking <laughs> is how clearly I heard him say this. He said, you can either continue, you can either let go of these things and be able to move on with your life. Or you can continue to hold on to this and be bitter and angry just like she is and it'll kill you. And I mm-hmm. burst into tears. <laughs> because I was like, man, she... I finally like understood and I, God kept giving me revelation and stuff throughout that night as I was like praying and letting go of all the stuff she did to me. And what I came to understand was she just didn't know any better. Like she was bitter and angry and had all these things happen to her. And because of that, she took that anger out on me. And he was like, you can continue to pass that anger on if you keep holding on to it. And so what I realized is, A, 
hurt people hurt people. If if my mom or whoever is in your life, uh, like what they were doing and what it truly meant, they wouldn't do it. But because they don't understand God's love and his like true love that surpasses any love that the world could give us, like if they truly understood God's love, they wouldn't do what they did and they wouldn't say what they say. And so I was like, because she's hurting, that's why she hurt me. I just have to love her where she's at. And I realized that forgiveness really isn't like, it's not for the other person's salvation. It's for our souls. It's for us to be able to let go and move on and be able to live how God's called us to live. And so when we're saying people aren't your problem, we mean that, yes, those things happen, but ultimately you can either let it dictate your life or you can move past it. That's so good. Because I know a lot of people when I say, oh, other people aren't your problem, they think I'm like being angry with them or like trying to like put them down. No, I understand things happen in people's life, but ultimately either you can let what happened to you define you for the rest of your life or you can move on. I know people in church who have been in church 40, 50, 60 years and who still can't get over the fact that their uncle did this to them or that their parents said this to them or that their siblings are this way or like they have all these excuses and I'm like but you've been in church 30, 40, 50, 60 years when are you gonna let that go? You're like 80 years old and you still can't forgive somebody? You still aren't 100% sure that God loves you? Oh, yeah. oh, that's, that I was, was going to say rant. something. No, 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 girl. That was a good rant. That was good. I'm glad that you clarified that. That was that was really good. And, I, and I'm praying that someone's able to receive this to a point to where they'll be able to look at their own lives and sit with themselves and be able to really be honest with themselves to see like, what do I like? Who who do I need to forgive today? Like, what what do I need to let leave down? What do I need to surrender over to the Lord? Um, and I promise you, once you have that time, you really sit and you really think, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to come up with somebody real quick. Um, because this 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 whole purpose of not only just this series, but just the purpose of being a child of God, right, is fully depending on him, fully knowing that you're love, fully knowing that, you know, coming to the acknowledgement that you're going to mess up sometimes. You're going to slip up. You're going to sin. You're going to do things right. But coming to a place of repentance and giving him, giving yourself back over to him and giving him control over your life because he knows your life more than you do. As well as he knows you more than you know yourself. Um, man, this was good. A little lengthy, but good. <laughs> oh, and on that uh, scripture I was mentioning in Romans, I looked it up. I didn't want to like okay. just be like, no, oh, it's in the Bible and not give the <laughs> give what it was. But it's okay, uh, Romans, yeah, Romans twelve two. So it says, "Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs." I'm reading Amplified, that's why it's long. But be transformed <laughs> and progressively changed and mature as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good, perfect, and acceptable in his plan and purpose for you. Amen. I, I love that scripture too. I love Amplified. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I love Amplified. <laughs> it's long and takes forever to read, but it's worth it because it always yes. like 
gives you the context or like expounds upon what's being said and like specifies like oh it's not in your flesh that you renew through spiritually renewing your mind and maturing right right so it's definitely not something that you can do on your own mm-hmm. uh-uh. and that's 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 not a, a, a that's not a one-man job it's not at all i love i love specifically how it talks about renewing your mind because i think about I just think about like a waterfall, right? It's like when you open your word and you're and you're you're speaking the words off of the pages, it's like the Lord is literally washing everything that's on your mind, everything that's on top of it, everything that's in it. And he he's literally allowing his word to just wash it clean, wash it completely clean. Yeah. And I just love I just love that a lot. Well, sis, I thank you for coming. Yeah, thank and, you for having me on. I was so excited when you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no problem at all girl no problem at all we look we just here to just do the will of the father and to help whoever wants the help because i think that if we learn this i don't like to speak in that type of tone like well if we both would have learned this before then you know our lives would have turned out differently uh I'm kind of iffy when it comes to that. I think that, well, for me and you, Alex, that we are exactly where we need to be. We are in the Father's arms. Um, We're covered. We're good. We're protected. And um, this was fun. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. This is really fun. fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you enjoy yourself with y'all. Like I said, this is this is going to be the very last episode for the season. Um, stay tuned for what's coming up next. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this to y'all in the last episode, but there is going to be some merch coming out soon, and all that good stuff. It's going to be exciting. This this next this next this next season is going to be exciting, you all. So y'all just keep in touch for sure, and y'all have a good day now. Y'all have a good day, and y'all take this and y'all share it if you know anyone that may needs to hear it. And y'all, let's just let's flourish out here. All right, let's flourish out here. Sis, I love you. Thank you for having me on. Of course, of course. Until next time, y'all. We'll talk to y'all later. Hey. Look, I know the episode was a little lengthy. I pray that it blessed you, though. I pray that it blessed you. I'm actually going to end this episode with a scripture. It was something that we did mention. And I had the idea to go ahead and just add it to the ending. All right, so please turn with me to Psalms chapter 136. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 136 to uh, verse 26. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. I came across this scripture and I was like, man, people really need to know. They really need to know. And I even have to remind myself daily of how much the Lord really truly loves us. Now, practically speaking, I don't believe that we will ever fully, fully grasp how much the Lord really loves us. But I want to speak to the people that don't think the Lord loves them. I want to speak to the people that think that they've messed up way too many times or that their lifestyle is 
so not pleasing that the Lord couldn't possibly care or even want anything to do with them. I'm talking to you. And I want to let you know, I want to encourage you and tell you that the Lord's love for you does not change because of how you're living your life. Now, he's not pleased with it, right? And he wants so much more for you to experience when it comes to him. But I want to remind you that he still loves you the same, okay? I want to give you some definitions of two points in the scripture that stood out to me, which is steadfast. Steadfast meaning unwavering. And the definition to endure, which means to remain in existence, lasting. So when I break down these two words and give you definitions of them, what I'm telling you is that the Father's love is unwavering, right? And that his love lasts. So because I'm speaking of that, what I'm telling you is that however you're living your life, even though it is not pleasing to the Lord, and I'm pretty sure you will know that it's not pleasing to him, right? I want you to know that his love does not waver just because of how you're living your life or even because of the choices that you're making. But that is always going to last. He's always going to love you. And he's always going to be there available to you. So, I pray that you just take this scripture and everything that was said throughout this episode and apply it to your life. Really sit, really think, really meditate on this. And I pray that his love will get to such a place in your heart and to your mind that you will choose to make better decisions. None of us are perfect, okay? myself included but I pray that his love will love everything that is hindering you from him to him hopefully that makes sense but I'm not gonna hold y'all any longer stay tuned for whatever else the Lord's gonna have um, me doing and I'm excited for it you just keep going keep moving forward And until next time, until next time.